Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listener, to the Backtrack edition of our podcast, which is, as you know, the edition where we pick a single topic that we remember fondly from growing up as a Generation Xer and dig in deep on it. I am John. Joining me, as always, is Mo. Hey, everybody. And you know George is here. Hey, how's it going, guys? This episode, what are we digging in deep on? Uh We are looking at something that this might be one of those rotary phone things that has gone completely. <laughs> I don't know. We talk about some things that have changed, some things that are different. We're talking about the fine art of playing outside. Oh my. Maybe the lost art. <laughs> it could be. It's going to yeah. be a lost art, I think, soon. Yeah, unless my kid is in an organized sport and being forced to go outside, they they don't do it. Yeah. They're just sitting inside all the time. And we didn't want to talk about this from a standpoint of, you know, crossing our arms, kids today, or rubber, rubber, you know, I mean. This is different. Right. We don't go play outside. I mean, <laughs> right. we, we are also screen bound. We're, you know, slave to our devices more than we'd like to be. I know more than I would like to be. I'm of course. Speak for you, but I mean, I wish I could get out more. I force myself to get out and, you know, walk some and, you know, jog a little, but it's, it's hard because everything is so media driven and data focused. It's so easy to just sit in front of your screen and do everything. I get it. I'm not dogging on kids. And none of that, by the <laughs> way, like that forcing yourself to go outside and walking and jogging, none of that is playing outside. Right. That is like, crap, I have to go do this oh, good point. of oh, going e- outside. Excellent point. Right. The point we're making is when I was a kid, right, when, when, <laughs> we were, when we were young, that's just all there was to do. Yeah. Right. So it wasn't a lot of TV, really. Even when Atari came out and you had your video game, it wasn't a riveting 40 hour experience. No. It was, you know, I played some asteroids and what do you want to mm-hmm. do now? Let's go ride bikes. You know, that kind of right. thing. Playing outside was it was it was the de facto thing that you did when you weren't in school. Yeah, absolutely. You looked forward to it from while you were sitting in class. You know, you're like, of course. Oh, man, when we get out of school today, we're going to go do this. Right. You had little plans. You had recurring themes. And Mm -hmm. we'll talk about some more of these stuff. You know, maybe you're working on a fort. Maybe you have an ongoing campaign that you're doing with your army men, whatever that is. It was an ongoing. It was it was the plan. It was assumed. Where are we going to play was the question. So we want to talk about playing outside. Maybe how it's changed. Maybe someone will write in and say, you're full of baloney. We play outside all the time. Okay, tell us Great. about yeah, it. I don't see that. it. <laughs> I don't see it. Maybe it's happening. Love to hear about it. But we want to talk about playing outside in this backdrop. Lots of American kids are discovering soccer. It's a real kick. But to be good, you've got to use your head. George, in advance of this show, you did a little uh, hit up our followers on Twitter, right? Yeah, kind of our fourth listener, fourth followers, however you want to term. We put up a graphic there asking what their favorite memories were of playing outside when they were kids. So <laughs> we got a wonderful response. We got a whole bunch and we picked out some of our favorite to talk a little bit about here on the show. We're going to read a few of them throughout the show. We're going to sprinkle them in here. I liked the one from uh, a tweet back from Nerds Chatting. Yeah, right. They tweeted, calling for my friends at 8 a.m. on a Saturday morning in the summer and playing all day with them until the sun set yeah. was their mm. memory of playing oh, outside, yeah. which is kind of the point. That's where we're going, right? Yep. Now, I wonder if they went out after Saturday morning cartoons or oh, they had to. if yes. they skipped Saturday morning cartoons. No, 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 no. After, after. <laughs> Need your cereal to settle a little bit before you go out and play. Right. <laughs> so I don't know how, what your guys' parents were like, but my dad especially, like in the summertime, 
you wake up, have breakfast, and he's like, okay, go outside. Yeah, get out. Get out right? of the house. And we weren't <laughs> allowed back yeah. in <laughs> it's until like... Yeah. <laughs> right? If you came in, it was like, what's yeah, exactly. wrong? Exactly. Why are you here? back? You know, <laughs> like, oh, you oh, okay, no, hurry up. Get out. Yep. Yeah, go back out. <laughs> Think about that with the mindset of America culture then and now. Nobody was worried about the stranger danger being snatched out of the street. Like, no. if you didn't come back until like 10 o'clock at night, as long as it wasn't dark out yet, you were fine. Yeah. Yeah. Play started with recess at school. I mean, as mm. we were kindergartners, I mean, before that, you know, we were playing outside some, but I think recess at school gives you, and, and recess was not super structured for me, at least. Sometimes recess was just go play. Right. Yeah. But they had jungle Especially gyms, in the early swings, grades. Yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Which I really liked. And I think that helped for me, at least when I was younger to learn, oh, so outside is there's all this stuff to do, even though I don't have a toy or I don't have you know, a, a specific guided, mm-hmm. you know, step one, step two, step three, that there are things you can do with your friends. And we'll talk a little bit later. I had a lot of things I had to do because I didn't have a lot of friends growing up in the middle of nowhere. We'll we'll get into that a bit. <laughs> it was because there were not many people around, not because of John. <laughs> well, yeah, some from column A, some from column B. We'll see. You know, talking about recess at school, the one thing that I remember thinking about as I got a little bit older in school, like into the middle school years, and we didn't have what you would call recess. We had PE instead, mm-hmm. where it was very structured. Right, the, the, the and, structured, right, right, right. Yeah. Yep. I always thought to myself, this is stupid. One of the things that they tell us all the time in school is be creative and think of new things, but yet they've taken the most creative thing away from us. I mean, I didn't think of it in those terms when I was that young, but, Mm -hmm. you know, it translates to that now where they took that creative time away from us at a very what I consider an early So age. old George is very articulate and he can explain this, but 14-year-old George is like, this sucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was all you can right? say. <laughs> exactly. Like, why are you telling me I have to learn how to play shuffleboard right now? I want to go outside and play tag, damn it. You learned to play shuffleboard in school? I'm telling you, we went to a very weird private school. Yeah, kidding. It was, it was an <sighs> this odd is polo mixture. polo and, you know. No. <laughs> polo would have been fun. There would have been horses crapping all over the place. That would have been funny. But okay. Nope. We did have croquet. Oh, my God. We what did. The- <laughs> All right, Hollywood. Again. So let's start with that unstructured play. Sometimes you just went outside mm-hmm. and you just played, right? Yep. First, if you had a pet, you could just chase mm-hmm. your dog. Yeah. If, you, if, if you're lucky enough to have a pet. You know, if you had a big enough dog, if you had a little dog, you had to watch out. You didn't trample him. You had a big dog, though. You know, He would trample you. I had a a little white puff ball of a dog when I was like four or five years old named Puffy. Oh, God. You know, because I was super creative <laughs> at that age with the naming. <laughs> just, <laughs> this was the 14-year-old George who said, this sucks. Right. <laughs> My dog's Puffy. <laughs> I would go outside to play with him. My favorite thing was to let him chase me around. You know, dogs, they love to play and run and chase chase and everything. And so he, I would run and he would chase me and then I would stop real quick and he would just run into the back of me and stuff. Like I would come in with like scratches all over me from his claws (laughs) and stuff as we would run into, but it was the best time. I remember just having so much fun running, just running in circles. That's all we were doing. Right. You don't do anything. Right. Playing in the dirt was fun to me. I mean, literally, Mm -hmm. literally, especially like if you had a a playground that had had dirt that wasn't like uh, littered with grass anywhere and it was wet just a little bit below that. You could dig in some water involved. Yeah. Make little tunnels and it would, it would hard pack a little bit and you'd make these like little Dr. Seuss kind of like tunnels and 
valleys and bridges and stuff. Even that was enough. And he'd come home filthy and you look like a a car mechanic, but who cares? What about Mo? Because Mo grew up like in the city. You didn't have dirt, did you? I mean, not like dig in dirt. You had like dirt on the concrete. Well, there was like, you know, the area where I lived though, they had these like, you know, little green areas, I guess you would call it, you know, with bushes and stuff kind of, you know, inner space. Yeah. When I visit Manhattan, there's a little playground, like every block or so there's a little dedicated thing. But they said, but we had one in particular, I I remember is because it was like under some bushes that kind of like formed like a natural sort of canopy, like very low though. Like you had to be a little kid to get in there. Uh Oh, neat. But once we were in there, it was like, that was like our hideout. Oh, like a built-in fort. Yeah, exactly. And we had, you know, and we would do the dirt, like we'd bring a hot wheels or something like that. We'd make tracks and race Mm -hmm. around. That's what I did in the dirt. Yeah. Yeah, All those little roads I made were for my hot wheels. Yep. And it gums up the wheel so they don't turn <laughs> yeah, anymore. But who cares? Off. Off. <laughs> they don't have to turn in the dirt. That's all right. <laughs> you talk about playing in the dirt. We used to use like the army men, right? Mm-hmm. The little green guys. Oh, yeah. Would, oh, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. You would play with the little guys and you would make the little terrains for them to battle each other and throw rocks to that would kill a guy if the rock hit the other guy's <laughs> green army man. And then some of the G.I. Joe's stuff, not the little small figures that came out later on but the big giant the 12 inch guys were they like yeah the 12 inch joes with 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 real fuzzy moss facial hair exactly the real clothing (laughs) oh Mm -hmm. i love those guys and then my other favorite were the fisher price figures do you guys remember the nondescript kind of plastic they had like, like ambulances like or helicopters like no the people, not those guys. no not no the... we talked about those in the action figure episode yes. right not the we not the little weeble fisher not price the guys things. but they had jobs like a fireman's oh, yeah, set exactly. yeah. I know yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i remember yeah. yep i had this like plastic raft it was yellow on the outside with a red part in the middle that kind of snapped into place and i would put the little Fisher Price guys in there and they would sail down the makeshift river that I had. I love that kind of play. <laughs> that was so much fun oh, because yeah. you were telling yourself a whole adventure story in your mind while you were doing that. Oh, sure. Some tweets from uh, some more of the guys on Twitter. We had several people that wrote in. They all were talking about, I'm sure they're riffing off of each other. They loved water fights. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Big friend of the show, MC Murr said, where he remembers playing war with my motorized water weapons from Intertech, a company allegedly owned by shamed game publisher LJN. Intertech disappeared later in the 80s, probably because weapons looked real and eventually was a toy manufacturing no-no. Yeah. <laughs> and then Geek to Me Radio said, ah! I'm, I'm literally, that's what he said. Ah! I had those battery-powered Intertech water guns also. I've looked for them online and can't find them anywhere, though. Man. man. And one more, Joe Barhelm says, oh man, I love Super Soakers and Nerf Gun Wars. Wow. So there's some more guys that weren't afraid to go out and get wet. Yep. They're why the playground was wet enough for us to make those. Let's <laughs> <Sure. laughs> say we had ours was like just the uh, those cheap little plastic water pistols. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. What you get at the five and dime store. Yeah. Yep. So we had we always had those and, you know, my parents didn't mind because, you know, those are kind of disposable. Right. Oh, I lost it. All right. Yeah, you lose them. You know, <laughs> yeah, fine. They were see-through neon colored and they had yep. the little plastic stopper. That and water balloons. That's what I was about to say. Was oh, water. yeah. There yep. you go. Water balloons were the big <laughs> So here's the thing, yeah. like, I grew up in a city now, when you're downstairs, you don't have, like, access to a hose. Oh, okay, right. 
So we figured out how to fill water balloons without one. With, so from the kitchen faucet mm-hmm. or? No, no, no. Basically, you take like a two liter bottle, you fill that with water, you put the balloon at the end and turn oh, it upside down. Oh, I got you. When you're outside trying to refill oh, sure. your balloon okay. on the go. Okay. Yeah. You have no hose. Because there was no hoses or anything and no one would run it back up to the parents, right. you know, back to your home because you're soaking wet and of filthy. Course. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys ever do the thing you'd see in movies all the time where you would stand up on the 45th floor of some building and drop them and see if it would kill somebody? Was that like a thing in the city? <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, I guess the statute of limitations is over on that, right? At this point, so. well, unless you actually killed someone, then no. no okay, yeah, no one died, but yeah, that was like a okay. big deal with like trying to drop water balloons right. on people, like because you see your friends out there. Um, the risk is like because you're right there, and there's like an entry, like people coming in and out. So you see your friend, you drop it. Oh, and right. you, you got to time still it. there when it gets there because if somebody else happens to walk out at that moment, it could be a problem. I feel like I've seen that in a movie. Yeah, so the, the trick is how. How do you look and see without getting caught? That was the hard part. Talk about pressure. That's not pressure. This is pressure. The Super Soaker CPS Constant Pressure System. The CPS 1000 packs a full force blast from first shot to last. The 1500's dual nozzles let you control the stream. Something I always loved, which you know now is a method of transportation, but for me, riding bikes was an activity oh, in and of itself. That was pure freedom as a kid. Yeah, like I remember, like when I first was able to drive, I was like, "What are you doing? <laughs> I'm gonna go driving." Where are you going? I, I don't yep. know. That's how bikes were. It's like, because I can, I'm doing yep. it. Yeah, I'm gonna go riding bikes with my buddy Scott. You know where are you going? Right. Oh. I, I'm going. I'm riding bikes. What's the stupid question? I'm going to pedal and we're going to shoot shit. And we're going to cuss while we're not at home and talk about toys. Yeah. And we're going to come home later. We're riding bikes. Right. I mean, that's right. We do the, some largely dangerous activities on our bikes that we shouldn't be doing. That is the activity. It, it's not, I wasn't we're riding bikes to go do something. That was it. You know what I mean? We talked about in the back to school episode. I always wanted to ride my bike to school, but was never allowed to because we were too far away. But man, we tore up those neighborhood streets, riding right. through people's yards when you weren't supposed to using the ditches to jump, you know, and make all these uh, evil Knievels <laughs> type maneuvers and ramps. Remember ramps? You would take like a, a big piece of wood or plywood or something that you would find and stick some bricks under one end of it and just jump off of that thing with reckless abandon, breaking whatever you could. Yeah, it's it totally, was- safe. <laughs> totally safe. Totally <laughs> safe. Yeah. Absolutely no danger. I know that there's some reason, and I'm an idiot for not knowing it, but I don't understand why the boys' bikes had the crossbar that we would get racked on every time you would slip off on one of those jumps and you would rack your nuts on that damn bar. (laughs) But the girls' bike didn't have one there. And I'm like, that would be so much safer. Why can't the boys' bikes not have the nut crusher of death three inches away from the family jewels. Well, the girls' bikes had that because of dresses. You don't want a sissy bike. Is that what it was? Yeah. See, I told you there was a rule that I didn't know when I was an idiot, but all right. (laughs) None of the girls in my neighborhood wore dresses, though. They were all wearing jeans. I know. None of mine did either, so. Well, then they could ride a boy's bike if they wanted. That's fine. Yeah, just don't do that short stop on it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into some more organized stuff. Now, the organization of playing outside takes a few levels. Now, I know, George, you did some, like, truly organized sports. Oh, yeah. Uh, But there's... There are levels of organization. Let's run through. Uh, we have okay. kind of a list of kind of different tiers of organization that can take place. So uh, I'm, I'm going to hand it off to George, who is the king of organized sports amongst <laughs> us, I think. Obviously, for organized sports now, if we're talking about school versus at home, regardless, whenever you were playing with your friends at home or in school, you always wanted to be the best you could be in whatever sport it was. And we always loved in our neighborhood and in our area of the country, baseball was the sport. 
So that was what I grew up playing as a young man. You've also got the outdoor versions of games like basketball, which was, you know, in school you would play inside in your gym probably, but sometimes we would take like a tire, nail it up somewhere, and that was our basketball goal. We didn't care. It was long as you were playing, that was the thing. The mechanics of the game are there. What are you doing? We're trying to get this right. thing into that thing. Basketball, <laughs> got it, right? And I think probably, though, the most approachable of the organized games that we might all have some experience with would be kickball. Oh, yeah. I think kickball yeah. is probably the one common childhood game that most everybody played to one degree or another. Yeah, I was no good at sports, especially baseball, but I never struck out at kickball. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about those big red balls? Yep. About? Yeah. It's like, uh, this thing is bouncing at you. It's hard to miss that thing. It might not kick it straight, but I did not strike out. You could kick that thing. It was very approachable. I agree. And there were certain <laughs> rules too with kickball. There were like no bounces was a rule possibly for the pitching or no spins was a rule that we had in ours because we had a couple of guys who were really good at like chucking the ball in the air close to where the kicker would want to kick from, but having a spin Put on English it. English on yeah, it. So as soon as it hit the yeah. ground, it would take off left or right. And he kicks and busts his yeah. ass. Or and- it looks like Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown loses right. the football. That's the same thing. <laughs> no hitting people in the head or below the waist. Those were rules that we had at different times. So you said you played stickball. I always thought stickball was baseball without proper equipment. No. Am I wrong? What the hell is? Yeah. So stickball is basically. Yeah, it's it's not baseball. Usually, it's just a couple people playing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or, yeah, maybe like or maybe three of an outfielder, maybe. Right. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Then basically, somebody pitches, you hit, and then depending on if you hit the ball, where it goes, that kind of thing. You, okay, that's a that's a base hit. That's a double. Right. Oh, so there's no one on the bases. You just get points. Yeah. No, for... you'd have ghost runners, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. So like, you hit it, and like basically, if the guy couldn't catch, like if the guy caught it on one bounce and it was an out, if mm-hmm. he couldn't catch it at all as a single, you know. If it went past a certain point, then it was a home run. You know, then that's basically the rule. So it was pretty straightforward. You didn't need a lot of people, which was pretty cool. Yeah, there were allowances for not having 18 people around. Yeah. And you have a tennis ball and a, you know, basically a broomstick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's your stick. Right. <laughs> that's all you needed. <laughs> I would see sometimes we had friends that like to play stickball and they would have a racquetball. Yeah. Hmm. Something, if, yeah. Those are usually. No. actually. Yeah. yeah. But those things hurts. bounce like freaking crazy. Yeah. It hurts less though, but hits you. That's good. <laughs> so, Mo, while we're talking about you, you had a thing on the list that I'd never heard of. So it's a city game. <laughs> yes, so, it is. So I'm not, don't even say it yet. I'm going to try to pronounce it. And then I want you to okay. tell me if I said it right. And then tell me what the hell this game is. Okay. <laughs> is there a game called Skelzies? That is perfectly pronounced. Wow. Okay. okay. All right. That is exactly what it was called. My it was diction called is great, but I couldn't tell you what it is. <laughs> and I actually found a website that I'm going to put on the show notes for this. No. That has there's the rules a website for, for a game named Skelzies. It's a game named Skelzies. It was a big game in the city. And Do so tell. How to describe it? Okay. So imagine um, an eight foot square drawn on concrete, usually, like on the ground. Okay. Right. You couldn't do this in dirt. And there's boxes that are numbered, like scattered throughout it. And there's an order that they're supposed to go in. And basically, you start at box number one. The pride and joy was making your skillsies piece because everyone had to make their own. And you wanted something like a bottle cap or something along those lines. And then you filled it with something to give it some weight. So either you took some crayons, you stuck it in there and stuck it in the sun so the crayons would melt. Okay. You know, and make a cool little pattern. Or you know, some wax or something like that. So the object of the game was get to the 13th square, which is like the last one, which is in the center. 
but you had to go through and, and shoot your thing, flick it with your finger. I'm so confused. So, okay. So you put this little <laughs> bottle cap filled with melted crayon on the ground. You would flick it with your finger like paper football. Yeah. So basically you start at like, you start at square one, where everyone starts and you hit it to the second square two. Huh. And then once you get into square two, then you could go to square three and you, and you take turns going. Was it, so. it doesn't sound difficult because it doesn't sound like it'd be difficult to flick. Yeah, well, it's, it's like eight feet. Okay. So you were so, having to flick this thing eight feet to get to the next square. What if you went yeah. past the square on your flick? Would that mean you had to reset or something? Well, if you went out of bounds and you had to go back to the center. And I mean, there's all these other rules I right. went with. Like if you could actually hit somebody else's skelsies and that would get you to the next box automatically. <laughs> so that's also part of the strategy. <laughs> wow. It was actually, it's not as complicated as it sounds. Tell me the last time you played Skelsies. Oh, geez. I had, I played it. Jeez. It had to be, at this point, probably 40 years ago. <laughs> okay. I want to play Skelsies. I do too. I want to try <laughs> this twisted thing. I have to figure out how to set up a board. And the funny thing is that as a kid, when I was growing up, they did, uh, we used to just draw out the board with like chalk, right? Right. And then uh, after a while, the I guess we played it so much that the building owners had them come in and they actually painted an official oh, painted wow. it down. Oh, yeah, man. That's, that's cool. nice. Painted it down for us. That's good. So then it became official. And we're like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear another response from one of our Twitter followers, George, when you reached out and Geeky Nerd said, practicing tricks with my skateboard or roller skates. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Roller skates, I had right? a skateboard. Wasn't great at it, but boy, I enjoyed it. I had one of those surfboard <laughs> style, but very small version skateboards like... So yeah, did before I. Before yeah, they had the, the little tails tail. on the back of them and that oh, my black top on the yeah. top of them. Yeah, it was all wood. And it, I think it was even metal wheels. Oh, really? Yeah. Holy cow, that's really old. You're talking like... <laughs> it was probably one like mom and dad found somewhere and just gave it to me, you know? Yeah. I mean, I had a lot of fun with skateboard as well. I was never like, you know, one of these big trick people or anything else like that. But I can tell you, man, I put a lot of miles in that sucker. Really? Was that a way to get oh. around the city? Was that why? The city, yeah. it was all, everything was paved. Yeah. Or you play, or a game we play with it is like kind of tag, except you're playing with, on a skateboard. Oh, Jesus. So you're chasing after each that other. That just sounds like a broken arm waiting to happen. <laughs> it's like tag. <laughs> push, ah! yeah, it, occasionally we had, we did have the occasional injury. You know, I got a couple scars. <laughs> Scars from it <laughs> to this day. Well, we're going to talk about tag anyway. So, Mo, you yeah. brought up tag, skateboard or otherwise. Tag is one of those, like, it almost has no organization whatsoever. It's just chase each other, right? right? Yeah. Just run and smack somebody. Run and smack the next <laughs> yep. guy. Actually, it's funny. Um, I actually have a story about playing tag. Now, this is, I was in college. Okay. <laughs> Where we all play tag. I was an architecture. So, I was in, we were in a studio. It was like three o'clock in the morning. Everyone had been there like for days at this point, And we're all just dead tired, right? And then we were just chatting about bullshit, you know, like you do. And one guy's like, yeah, he says, guys, sometimes I just wish we could go out there and just play tag. And then the room got totally quiet. And also, we all, and there's about a dozen of us, and we all went, not it! And we tore out of there. <laughs> 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 and then the one person who wasn't paying attention was like, what, what? And we're like, you're it! And we, and we played inside the building, essentially. It was eight floors. Oh, We were running fun. up and down the thing for hours. Man. Hours we were playing that thing. Damn. We were exhausted at the end, but it's like, you it was a cardio. great break. So that was like your real life version of the movie that just came out. <laughs> yeah. It didn't go on for 30 years. Though, right. But yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. I love some of the rules that you would make up as you played that game. Cause at first you're just, you know, you're just a little kid and you tag somebody and then they know instinctively, Oh, I have to turn around and try and tag somebody else. But then later on, when you start to get smarter, no tag backs. you like, yeah, exactly. Like somebody tags you, right. you tag no them right back backs. real quick. Well, so then you have to make up the no tag back rule. There's some, yeah. Crazy stuff with that. It was a lot of fun. This is a safe base. Right, safe base, yeah. It'll be here. Mm -hmm. 
but you can't be yeah. at the safe base for too long. You got oh, you got to get off the base. Yep. You got all those little rules that you just keep adding as you're tweaking it. We had one that we had, we had a base that could only allow so many people. Oh right, oh, yeah. yep. one person on <laughs> so base at a time. The person came in, whoever's there the longest had to run. <laughs> oh good. Listen for really exhausted people chasing, them, especially if you're slow. You know, I I kind of want to play tag now, but I'm afraid I would have a heart attack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Easy throwing high or low, it comes back with each good throw. Could you use a helping hand on your next electronics project? Quad Hands is the ultimate third hand helping hands vice and hobby station. The first thing you'll notice is how heavy a quad hands is. It's made from solid steel and then coated with a baked on powder coat for a durable finish. And the rubber feet are gonna keep it from sliding on your bench and give you a nice sturdy work surface. Those flexible all metal gooseneck arms feature rotating alligator clips to hold your boards and wires firmly in place. And removable silicone covers come pre-installed on those clips to protect those delicate wires and boards. And those arms can be put anywhere you need them. No fumbling around with awkward joints that are difficult to position. The quad hands was designed to help you do your best work it's built to last right here in the USA and backed by a lifetime guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Order yours today from Amazon or quadhands.com. Gen X Grown Up podcast listeners can save 20%. Just use offer code GENXUP20, that's G-E-N-X-U-P-2-0. For your next project, let a quad hands hold what your hands create. Well, you know, I, I think I think a game that I, I think we would be physically up to is some hide and seek, maybe. We could probably make okay. a I do that one. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. We do half that game. <laughs> we, we hide really, really well. <laughs> that was that kind of was the when you're tired game, yeah. play hide and seek. It's like, all right, yeah. yep, I'm going to go be under this bush. You could be in your little uh, your tree fort mo where you, do you ever have like you're playing a game like hide and seek or something like that. And say you're the person that's it mm-hmm. and you're trying to find people and you kind of get tired of the game. So you just sort of leave. <laughs> you just leave. My dad would do that crap on I, I purpose think when I was a kid. Us. Dad would literally, I'd be like, dad, let's play hide and seek. He's like, okay, you go hide. One, two, and then he just stopped counting. <laughs> he's in, he's in, and he's he'd in the be house. watching football or wrestling or whatever on TV. And I'd be like hiding for hours. And it was probably the most fun game that he ever enjoyed <laughs> in his life. He was like, Ooh, my kid will leave me alone for two hours. Look at that. That's an awesome game. <laughs> I learned so much about George during the production of this show. I tell you, his childhood explains so yeah. much. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> So tell me about Manhunt. Okay. This is one I put on there. We used to play. It's a variant of tag, except that whenever you tag somebody, you both are now searching for people. Oh. Yeah. Well, you try okay. and get it to where everybody's eventually it? Yeah. Well, you want to be the last person. Whoever's the last person is starts the next game as the one who's oh, okay. it. Okay. Yeah. It's like an infection. Everybody is cumulatively becomes hunters. That's okay. kind of right. cool. And as you know, like I said, in neat. New York, we had, it was quite a bit of space, I guess, out there. Uh, a lot of places to hide. So having multiple people searching was helpful. <laughs> sure. They've done that yep. a little bit now you know the whole zombie craze they kind of do that during some of these zombie events and zombie walks where you know if a person gets grabbed or tagged by a zombie then they become a zombie as well okay there you go yep same kind of deal uh, so kick the can that sounds like a straight up city game but i guess you can play it anyway. (laughs) yeah i guess i have a lot of them here (laughs) i started this brains up and they also came out that one's another it's kind of a hide and go seek except the person there's a can wait 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 i thought kick the can was just walk like riding bikes it's just it's a pastime it was an organized game this is an actual game this is a game 
This is a oh, game. Edu- all right. Educate me. Go ahead. So what you do is you have a can, obviously. <laughs> that's like okay. on the, the base, I guess you want to call it. Hence the name. And so the person whose job is to guard that can. But he also has to try to find people. If you can sneak up and kick the can, then you're safe. Hmm. You know, you kick it, you put it back, and then he's still pissed off and now trying to find somebody else. See, I always thought it was like hacky sack. It was just kicking the can. <laughs> it was just a thing you did. I didn't realize, I didn't realize there was like a game and rules around it. See, I'm learning so there much. There you go. <laughs> Let's read another tweet uh, that we got tweeted back to us from uh, the feelers you put out, oh, George, yeah. on Twitter. Okay. Crystal tweeted, uh, a memory of playing outside was walking way, way up the hill behind the house and through the field with my neighbor. He was my best friend. We climbed up an apple tree and thought there was, we were so far away from home. We were in kindergarten and first grade. We didn't know the neighbor was checking on us all day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> kind of goes to that kind of the mesh of community. You know, it was like you didn't know somebody was checking on you right. and your parents was watching out for you, that kind of thing. But that reminds me a lot of, I mentioned at the top of the show that I didn't do a lot of organized stuff because I grew up way in the middle of the woods, kind of. You know, our house was out down a dirt road. Largely, I'm going to attribute my playing by myself because I was just by myself, not because of my personality. <laughs> Initially. <laughs> <laughs> but I had games that I played and I based them on shows or comic books that I read. I had a Greatest American Hero shirt uh, yeah. that I would pretend <laughs> I was the Greatest American Hero. Right. And that worked great because remember, he couldn't fly very well. So I would like run and jump and then I didn't fly. And I would attribute the reason I didn't fly, not because I did, couldn't actually fly, <laughs> right. but because I lost instructions. And so I'm just working on it. The other thing I played by myself a lot was I would be the Hulk. And I literally had some of my dad's clothes that <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that... I had shredded, all ripped up. I was like the Hulk that just turned into the Hulk and like my shirt is all oh, shredded. Oh, no. Yes, Hulk. yeah, I'm Lou Ferrigno and I've not yet ripped them off of me, but my shirt, it looks like, like confetti. All tattered and my, and... Yeah, exactly, all tattered, right? <laughs> my shoes are good, by the way. My shoes are fine. but And so I would, you know, lumber around the yard like, you know, and I would, oh, and there's a plastic tub and I'm like, I can pick it up and move it like it's a big rock, you know? And so, and so basically I'm the Hulk that just turned into the Hulk running around causing chaos. You know, and then I would turn back into me and I would just pretend my clothes weren't tattered and put everything back nicely so I didn't get in trouble. <laughs> That's kind of my, my playing outside alone was largely simulating or emulating like the pop culture stuff mm-hmm. that I loved because right. I didn't normally, otherwise you play with a buddy yeah. like that. Okay, you be this guy and you be this guy and you be the sergeant and you be whatever. So I kind of had to do a lot of that by myself. Exactly. Yeah. I, had nobody, I kicked the can. The next guy to kick it had better be me because nobody else was there. It was, you know, so. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not trying to like, I don't, definitely don't want to like, oh, come down on the, you know, millennials and blah, blah, blah. But I think there's something that's just lacking is that being outside and playing either by yourself or with other people. I mean, you get your imagination, you got social skills. I mean, you got all these things you gain from it that are very intangible. I wonder where that, they're getting that from today because you have to yep. get it from somewhere. Well, now right? it's all coming through a headset as they're connected to their Xbox or whatever, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I think what you're getting is not that. You're, yeah. You're getting socialization. We're getting a different kind of socialization. It, it it doesn't translate as well. I mean, we've talked about it several times before, I think. You know, don't beat it in the ground. It's, you're not getting all the same sort of visual clues and kind of you know empathy and a lot of those things you don't get it's that it's you know trolling and you know screaming at people <laughs> on a headset like you said it's 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 yeah well exactly not, not dissing on the millennials it's a very different they're growing up in a different world it's tougher yeah. to get that you know i get that going outside running around is sweaty <laughs> i hated but that part when we were kids you but, didn't care no, but once you get over the fact that you're sweaty you're just you can't get sweatier you're just sweaty yeah, now you're playing it was fun. fun i didn't care about it yeah and you're with other sweaty kids so who cares <laughs> it's the initial shock of walking out of the air conditioning into the muggy Florida <laughs> environment. 
And that's, you know, a shock. But once you get over that, you're like, oh, I'm yeah. just doing stuff. It's just that's the so environment. One thing that happened, like kind of like, yeah. especially like after a long t- day of playing outside in the summer and then the sun goes down and it's not mm-hmm. that late yet. But it's amazing how often we would just like as sit around on benches and just talk. Yeah. Just talk about whatever. Right? Oh, yeah. And that was like kind sure. of like a wind down yeah, from the absolutely. day where you went that back camaraderie home. time, right? I definitely did that. With select friends, oh, yeah. I did that. There were some some that were just roughhouse friends, but I definitely had select friends that, yeah, we would philosophize. We thought we were great thinkers. <laughs> right. We were thinking about – it was things we hadn't thought about before. You know, it was deep to us and it was critical thinking skills. And yeah, that was part of it as a wind down, yeah. right? It's what you said. The power of water. Imagine what it can do to a ball. With the Nerf Liquidator Bat, your swing creates a tidal wave of power that can send a ball who knows how far. I've Heard That Song Before is a podcast about the jazz standards of the great American songbook. You'll hear your favorite songs from artists like Duke Ellington, Ella Fitzgerald, Billie Holiday, Ray Charles, Frank Sinatra, and many more. Be swept away by the most memorable romantic classics of the jazz era while exploring a wide array of some of the greatest interpretations of this magnificent body of work with host and jazz musician Joe Hunter. Listen to the new season of I've Heard That Song Before on your phone, tablet, or anywhere there is a podcast app. Or go to thefrontporchpeople.com. Let's read another one of those tweets back asking people what are their memories of growing up playing outside. I have one from Chris737 who said, I lived in a wooded neighborhood, so all the kids would just hang out together play in the creek or climb the slate dump or pick blueberries or just whatever. I love that response. Yeah. It, it's a recognition of like, you knew your environment, you knew your neighborhood, you knew what was way out behind your house where you weren't supposed to be in that fence with a hole in it. You know, like this situational environmental awareness you kind of had, which is a big part of playing outside. You know, I remember me and my buddy, when I finally got a buddy, yes, <laughs> I got a buddy, we would walk way, way out past, I don't know who's, three, four fences and out past that place, there was a dead cow rotting last summer. I mean, you had these areas that you knew all the time. And here's this abandoned mobile home. We'd go in and break mirrors and whatever (laughs) chaos we could get into and trouble and vandalism. And, you know, again, statute of limitations like Mo is passed. So I could talk about this stuff, but, you know, and then you come back and now we've bonded. We had this little secret, the places we know, the things that we've done, you know, and we weren't hurting anyone, some mild vandalism, which I've admitted to, but the fact that we were out and we're on an adventure, that's how we saw it, right? We were doing something that was mildly dangerous and could get us in trouble. It was, it was the going out and doing it, not so much what we were doing. You know what I mean? It, it's well, kind of Well, it like kind of ties into the one thing that we haven't really touched on yet about playing outside. There were certain rules that were put mm-hmm. on us by society yep. or our parents or our friends that you were rebelling against some of those rules with some of that. Right, stuff right. You're talking sometimes about you obeyed them and sometimes you didn't, but they were right. always playing outside rules. You're right. You're yes. Right. One of the big ones in my house, especially for my mother, who there was a difference between school clothes and playing outside. Clothes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. yeah. So my incredible whole clothes were definitely outside clothes. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> they would not be school clothes. No, not in, at all. In my mother's eyes at all. No, no, no. no. And, yeah. You know, you, well, yeah. So, and that was a thing you would get home and you would tear inside the house throw open the car door didn't care if it closed behind me run into the house as quickly <laughs> as i could you know like mom unlock the door unlock the door unlock the door run inside real quick change the clothes as fast as i could like you know a fast change magician almost yeah. just and you're gone yeah and then 
tear back outside to go meet my friends with the bikes or go play baseball or whatever we were going to do. You know, and often those play clothes were last year's school clothes. They were usually my last year's shoes or last year's t-shirts. And then what about how far away you're supposed to go? I just told you we went too far away. You know, (laughs) (laughs) what was the rule for you guys? I know what it was for us. Well, I had three brothers, right? Three older brothers. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to guess, Mo, you were in a city. Did you have like a grid? Like you were supposed to go past a certain street? Yeah. That's my guess for you. weren't allowed to cross. That, like okay. I couldn't cross. That's basically for me, I, I couldn't cross the street when I was a kid. Yeah, that was the well, basic any street. Level. Yeah, any so you street. had to stay on your block. Your block right. was so, it. But my, whereas my brothers were older, they could go venture a little bit further. But <laughs> they could stand on the other side of the street and just make fun of you, couldn't they? That happened. I bet. <laughs> no, you stuck over there. They could, but but if my dad <laughs> caught them, they'd be in trouble. So that's okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. But they, um, the thing is that you know my dad or you know, stick his head out the window, a floor. He'd look until he saw one of us. And he's like, Maurice, where are your brothers? And well, Ronnie's over here right. and Tay's over here. And, okay, great. And he, that'd be fine. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I made some candy bar money by lying, I admit. <laughs> he's right here. You just can't see him. Yeah. He's underneath the building. You can't see him. Or he just went around the block or whatever. You know. <laughs> he's on the back Cause side. Because since I wasn't allowed off the block, my dad could usually find me. So Right. What was your rule, George? Uh, ours was the standard of shouting distance. So whatever, <laughs> if, if as long as I could still hear my father or mother's voice, wherever I was at, I was okay. But if I could Better be able to hear me. Yeah. Yeah. And they would periodically, they would test it. You know, they'd come outside, George. You know, and you're like, well, all right, I got to go home and see. And it was like that emergency broadcast test of the parents, you know, kind of a thing. We're just testing to make sure you're arranged. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) just just trust but verify, right? Right. Oh, yeah. What about you, John? Was it anything like that or different or? Uh, You know, I... Not really. I mean, so I grew up kind of uh, different places and we moved around a little bit, but the places that I was, it was really just more about what time you got home. It wasn't so much being a certain distance, mm-hmm. but make sure you're home by a certain time. It was a rule. And sometimes it was, for me, it was before dark. And, and right. dark is kind of a, a nebulous term. But yeah. What's dark? Starts to, if you can't see the sun, if it starts to get dusk, you probably should think about being home because any time after you can't see the sun is fair game for getting in trouble is what I found. Right. Yeah. And for us, it was pretty easy because ours was streetlights. Sure. Yep. The street yeah. Streetlights came yeah. on, then you better get your butt home quick. Well, yep. if we, I'm sure if we had streetlights, that would have been the rule. We just didn't have them. So. <laughs> or electricity. <laughs> no, now. Hey. <laughs> Talking about all these different rules and the different variations that we have, each one of the three of us really grew up in kind of the three main focal points of our Generation X youth. Mo grew up in the big city. Mm-hmm. I grew up in kind of a suburb area and John grew up in the country. I did, definitely. So each one of those places had their own set of rules dictated by the environment that they were a part of. And I'm sure the country didn't matter, you know, where you went because it was such a wide open, there was no like streets to cross or anything. You were just just out. (laughs) The new farthest flying Vortex Megaflux. I'm John Elwood. I set a world record by throwing the Vortex football over 90 yards. I'm not John Elway. But I'm going to smash John Elway's record with the new Vortex Megaflight. If anything in this episode has piqued your interest, we've put links in the show notes you can click on to find out more. Catch up on past shows and be alerted every week when a new one drops by subscribing to us in Google Play, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, TuneIn, iTunes, or wherever you like to listen. While in iTunes, take a second to rate and review the show. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. We'd love to hear from our fourth listener, so email your thoughts, suggestions, questions, ideas, or complaints on this or any other episode to podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is so much more than just this podcast. You can also 
also find our video content on YouTube or explore our entire body of work on our website at genxgrownup.com. It kind of seems like when you distill it down to its absolute core, playing outside was a lot about independence. Independence that mm, maybe yeah. millennials aren't given as much independence. Uh, there's a lot of kind of helicopter parenting, a lot of concerns about stranger danger that weren't as big when we were out. We were given so much independence as kids to go and play outside. And I think that helped us a lot. Sure. Yeah. We definitely developed imaginations that have created some of the wonderful things that the millennials and even further generations get to use now. I mean, and it all started with that imagination development that happened from that independence. And also, I think there's a certain level of kind of trust that your parents had to put in you. You yeah. weren't going to go off and do something really dangerous, right? Right. That's a really good point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, Almost helped I mean, a little my, bit I'm with sure the maturity my dad knew half the time when I was lying about where my brothers were. You know? Sure. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, you know, he picked and chose his battles and said, okay, as long as they come home <laughs> when they're supposed to, that's like the big deal. Yeah. Like, Moe's got a candy bar, so I know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We get that candy. <laughs> and whether as a kid at that time, whether you recognize the trust or not, you learned that you were being trusted ultimately mm -hmm. and you returned it yeah. accidentally. You couldn't help it. You know, just the fact that you were being trusted, you know, you just knew you were going out playing, but you learned over time, hey, these adults are trusting me to do this. And I did it and everything worked out. But we've said before, none of Gen X grown up is about dogging on other generations. It's about celebrating what we loved about growing up in the era that we did. And playing outside was a huge part of that. Yes. Yeah, it was. Uh, that guy's going to wrap it up for this show. Guys, thank you so much for being here. This has been a blast. Sure. Oh, it was definitely fun. Thanks for being here. I am John. George, I'll talk to you next time. Yes, sir. Mo, I will see you later. Yep, absolutely. And fourth listener, I will catch you then. Bye-bye. See you guys. Bye, everybody. This podcast is an affiliate of the GWW Radio Network. Visit Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, TV, cosplay, and more. Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend, and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show, wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today, wherever you get your podcasts.